0: Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Business of Fun podcast. Today, I have the Tick Assist guys, Chris and Jamie. Uh, We're going to talk about what Tick Assist is up to. We're going to talk about uh, how these guys started it because their story about starting Tick Assist is interesting. Uh, How they provide value to fans and to teams. Uh, we get into a bunch of stuff, but before I introduce Chris and Jamie, I'd like to talk to you. I have a, I'm dropping this episode on Wednesday, April 19th, uh, tomorrow, April 20th, there will be a free webinar the, on selling tickets now. It's seven ways to fill your seats. Uh, I will put it, the link in the show notes. Uh, check that it is at 11 a.m. If you can't make it live, uh, use that link. Uh, I will be providing a recording to everybody. So check that out. Uh, make sure you get the Talking Tickets newsletter. That's talkingtickets.substack.com. Um, check that thing out. Uh, Business of Value, businessofvalue.substack.com. Uh, DaveWakeman.com is my website. Uh, lots of cool stuff I'm working on. I have been working on codifying some of the branding and strategy and pricing formulas and processes that I use with people uh, in ways that uh, it makes it easier for me to deliver it It probably makes it a little bit cheaper for some of the smaller organizations that may not necessarily have a chance to work with me. It's going to be great. So uh, keep an eye on all three of those locations. So the Tick Assist, guys. So Tick Assist is a way that um, it helps season ticket holders have a better resale experience. And uh, Tick Assist has been created by uh, Jamie and Chris, who have been friends for years, out in the Bay Area. Um, They have an interesting story about... the pain point that that forced them to create Tick Assist, uh, some of the lessons they've learned, uh, getting the job, being able to work in sports, um, all kinds of interesting stuff. This was a cool conversation with the Tick Assist guys uh, on the business of fun. I want to welcome the Tick Assist guys to the Business of Fun podcast. Chris and Jamie, what's happening, guys? Thanks for having us on, Dave. How you doing? Yeah, no, this is going to be awesome. I, um, I have to say that when we were prepping for this thing, I was fairly interested because Jamie mentioned to me that you both have spent most of your career uh, outside of sports. So I'm kind of curious, like how you got started with this idea. And then we'll get into the idea. But I'm like curious where you started, because, um, you know, most of the time you don't switch. It's tough to switch careers sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely glad to jump into that, Dave. Yeah, it's pretty interesting story. So Jamie and myself, we've both been season ticket holders for close to a decade. Um, Myself with the Golden State Warriors and Oakland Athletics and Jamie with the Golden State Warriors as well. We were were actually had seats next to each other. Um, And, and, you know, early on in that season ticket owning experience, I think we both the, the experience that we both had was reselling tickets for games that we couldn't attend. Was a bit more time consuming, time consuming and stressful than both of us would have imagined. <clears throat> you know, you know, there's a lot, a lot of things that go into it. Figuring out how to list the tickets, needing to constantly reprice the tickets as the markets moved, and you know, as we've learned, the markets move a lot in the ticket resale world, and just trying to keep up with that. And you know, eventually, some tickets are going to have a hard time selling. So we're both like last minute scrambling to text our friends and family, like, hey, can you go to the game? It's not selling. Uh, and then you know, the ultimately, it's kind of a pretty frustrating feeling to see tickets go unused.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I think from my perspective, you know, I spent a lot of my career in biotechnology and was traveling around. I have a son; I was coaching his little league team, and you know, there's just certain conflicts where you can't make it to games. Um, and anytime I uh, I didn't make it to a game, it was just it, you find out that it's really almost like a part-time job just to manage. that many events in a season. And we've had the fortune of uh, having season tickets for a team that's made it to the NBA finals on multiple years. And so you're talking, you know, 70, 80 uh, events in like a six month period. And, uh, you know, that becomes kind of a strain on almost your relationship with the team in a way where, um, you know, it goes from you being like a huge fan to you um, having to manage something. And uh, we really felt like there was an opportunity to just, you know, create a business that that had a service for people to just make it easier for them to attend the games that they were going to and not have to worry about the games they couldn't make.
0: Yeah. So first off, Jamie, you had it easy. You just had to go to state warriors. Chris was the one who had <laughs> the real full-time job because he had the, the warriors and the A's. Uh, and yeah. Baseball is his own uh, special form of torture. If you're like a fan that doesn't have any idea, because that's 81 games. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But, Oh, go ahead, Chris. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you, you hit the nail on the head there. MLB probably is the most challenging of all leagues to resell your tickets, given the number of games and just the nature of the back-to-back games. You can have a seven-game home stand, a 10-game home stand, And definitely in NBA, NHL, we see even just a back-to-back home game will cause a decrease in the resale value of the game. Because just like players don't want to do back-to-backs, uh, the season ticket holders don't want to do back-to-backs either. Because uh, it is, you know,
0: it takes time to get out to the game. Oh, my gosh. It's it um, It's great to go, but it, the, the going is hard. Yeah. It, it it definitely cuts, especially as you get a little older and, like James yeah. said, has a kid. He's coaching his little league team. I mean, yeah. you, ca- you can't be everywhere at once. There's there's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about the service. So Tick Assist is, you know, you, you you've been around for a little bit of time now. Explain to everybody what the service is.
1: Yeah, so in terms of our mission, ticket Assist is the easiest and most stress-free way for season ticket holders to resell their unused tickets. You know, we're really passionate about the season ticket holder experience, as we talked about. They really are the super fans, and a key part to the you know overall ticketing ecosystem, which you know hopefully we'll go into more later in the podcast. But to focus specifically on Assist, uh really, there's three things that make us unique. Uh, number one, we fully manage the ticket resale process for you. Um, so what we do is once you register with your with your section row and seat numbers, we actually will prepare your dashboard with every game for the season with real-time pricing. So whenever you log into your ticket assist dashboard, you'll see what we'll start your uh, ticket price out at. And then all you have to do is click list on the games that you want to sell, and you're done. Our selling experts and technology take it from there. Um, so that's you know. As we discussed, we want to make a very convenient experience for our users. Uh, The second thing that makes us unique is we actually list your tickets on 10-plus marketplaces, which is really important nowadays. Buyers have a lot of choice on which resale marketplace they can buy their tickets from. Um, So that really creates a little bit of fragmentation. So if you're only listing on one marketplace, um, you're missing out on a lot of buyers. So by listing through us, you can reach up to five times the amount of buyers. Um, And then third, uh, we guarantee your tickets will sell. Uh, That's how confident we are in the technology and our selling experts. So in the very rare event that the tickets haven't sold uh, with three days to go before the game, uh, we'll make you a cash offer for your seats. And that way you can just have the peace of mind of taking that offer and not having to do that scrambling, texting friends and family like Jamie and I had to do when TicketSys wasn't around.
0: Yeah, no, that that's that's very interesting, and um, so it seems like the value proposition for the the t- the season ticket holder is pretty is pretty straight ahead. Um, what is the relationship like with the teams? Because you know, adding value to the season ticket holder is kind of like the um, the great challenge right now. Because again, you like you said with the secondary market and like the the amount of games and all these things going on, um, making sure that that works for everybody, you know, know, that's like a key challenge for people. So how does that work? How does your relationship work with the teams?
1: Yeah, so currently we don't have any direct partnerships uh, with the teams. Our clients are the season ticket holders uh, themselves, but we do have clients across 92 different teams, including every NFL team. Um, so our hope is that, you know, the franchise sales teams take notice of Ticket Assist, and we have started to see that with a few ball clubs, you know, our clients talking how much they've enjoyed the Ticket Assist experience and, simple, and how it simplified mm-hmm. their resale experience to the point that certain ticket reps are recommending us when they have season ticket holders bring up those challenges. Yeah. That's well.
0: That's that. You know. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, some of them will listen to this and then they'll they'll, yeah. <laughs> they'll reach out to you because I mean, this is this I think is important. Um, so when you talk about you have this guarantee of sales, right? And then you're reaching five times more or five times more of the buyers, and you fully manage the the entire process. What is the conversation about revolve around value, right? Because I mean, it, it's pretty. Um, it's a pretty complicated thing for somebody who's not involved in the day to day of tickets to understand. Um I think probably like a, a lot of fans and people who have tickets, they probably think it's like sort of like waving a magic wand like, oh I'm gonna buy these. And this is the, I know this from like working with teams. is right? it's like they'll buy they buy the package and they go, oh, I'll just resell the other the other 30 <laughs> games i'm not gonna go to right yeah that's uh, and it ain't what that jim and i thought when yeah. we
1: got first got season tickets yeah
2: i i so actually, how do you have I that actually,
0: conversation
1: <laughs> i actually
2: said that to chris when we were considering buying tickets we bought our tickets at oracle at the same time and i was like oh it'll be easy we'll just resell the games we can't make um and we definitely discovered that's uh, a little bit more challenging thing than we thought um but yeah chris you want to address the question
1: Uh, Yeah, so in terms of how we help our season ticket holder clients navigate all of that, you're right, Dave, it is a lot to navigate. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, So we do really put a priority on, you know, customer education of all the different factors that drive season ticket value. Um, Thankfully, you know, it it does boil down to some pretty uh, simple factors. Really, it's the quality of the opponent that's coming into town, you know, how popular they are. So like Lakers, Golden State Warriors, those are always going to be high resale value games. Um, And then really the day of the week is really important. So those Monday, Tuesday games, um, even Wednesday can be really challenging to sell. You know, early in the work week, people have to go to the office the next day, et cetera. um, And, you know, deal with anything, school, et cetera. So uh, that's that's a Big factor that drives up or down. Whereas weekend games go for a lot more than those Monday, Tuesday um, games. And how far out in front of the game that you list? So the earlier you list, generally the higher resale price that you'll get. Um, and then obviously how the home team is performing um, that will have a huge impact on the price up or down. Okay, yeah, so, ex, ex, well, and explaining
2: explaining this to customers is really difficult. I mean. Um, It's a marketplace, and so it is kind of driven by supply and demand, but there is a lot of emotion with sports as well. So, you know, what we see is a a marketplace that's way more volatile than the stock market um, that's also driven by kind of, you know, sentiment and emotion, right? So we see a lot of season ticket holders that really overvalue their seats. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people kind of just don't want to let go of specific games and, you know, uh, want to hold on to them and and wait to list them as well. So um you know, we really try to educate people to to kind of be more organized. I mean, I think it, it it's almost like a dichotomy of Chris and I's relationship where he was way more organized in you know what games he could make it to and looking at a schedule, and I was kind of just flying by the seat of my pants, like, you know, what trying to make it to as many games as I could and and you know, holding on to tickets for way too long. Um, so we really try to value uh, educating our customers and and how to approach uh, reselling. Their tickets,
0: and and how do you how do you educate people? Because that is right. Like it's like sneakers and tickets are like the two most emotional (laughs) things in the world. It seems like yeah. Uh, When you're talk when you're talking to people and educating them, you know, because if if Chris is super organized and Jamie was flying by the seat of the pants, you know, there's somebody, there's 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 both of you, and then there's somewhere in the middle. You know, so how do you teach that? Because I mean, again, it, it. there's so many factors that go into these things, and there's so many different variables that um, it really is um, t- 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 I mean, challenging for people. I mean, it's like crazy. I mean, it is crazy, and I think people don't necessarily understand the complexity.
1: Yeah, I think that's where the serv- there's a technology aspect to our product, and then there's a service element. Um, so we definitely leverage both of those to drive that. Um, So you do have the option to set up a, as you're getting onboarded with TicketSyst, to set up a Zoom call with one of our selling experts to handle whatever questions you have. But then we also kind of insert a lot of that customer education I just mentioned around what drives up and down uh, resale value. Uh, We've also written a lot of blogs on how to resell tickets on your own. Um, that's how we find a lot of our clients and, you know, as they onboard, they kind of mentioned like, oh, I, your blog on how to resell NBA tickets was so helpful. And again, we'll be hitting on a lot of those same points um, that I mentioned on the technology side. We are currently working on inputting a lot of those uh, education points into both the listing experience and the sales experience. So when you sell a ticket right now, when you sell a ticket with Tick assist in your sales confirmation email, we do kind of break down those factors that drove uh, your resale value up or down. Um, but okay. we were, we're working on getting that into the actual um, app app experience as well.
0: So is that like a score that like, you know, people would get like uh, with their uh, confirmation?
1: Uh, you know, so in a sense. Oh, this so is like what an what A plus you know, game. Yeah, we will tell you, like, okay, uh, key injuries is another thing that I didn't touch on when I talked about the key factors that drive prices up or down. Um, You know, as a busy season ticket holder, it's hard to keep track of who's injured, and, you know, injuries do happen from time to time. So we'll call out, you know, Steph Curry was out this game, so, you know, that can easily drop prices by 30% um, on the home or on the road. Um, So that's one thing. We talk about the quality of the opponent. You know, teams – from year to year you know they may have been a great team last year but they may have gone into rebuilding mode and they're not a great team this year and some season tick holders may not realize that that team is no longer a draw so we'll we'll kind of go into those different factors when we send you your uh confirmation that your ticket sold yeah okay
0: so um let me, let me ask you this then, because uh, one of the things that you talked about, Chris, you wrote an op-ed or a, uh, a piece for Sportico that I looked yep. at, and it, you talked about um, elevating the customer experience, and that's sort of a um, like a key idea that I try to teach everybody about. Uh, how do you feel you fit into the, helping the teams? um drive a better experience because i know you don't have a relationship but yet you work with people across what 92 different teams yeah Um, you know so so how so how does that fit because that's i think lord knows that uh i go to the conferences i do stuff and everybody talks about how important the fan and the customer is but like so much of it just it seems like lip service you know so how do you help because i i I mean it's kind of while i'm walking you into the answer i I know a little bit (laughs) because i already know kind of what you're going to say um But I feel it's so important, and people just like, you know, they talk about the customer, they talk about the fan, they talk about the importance of the season get older. But then it's something lost in translation. You know, so how do you address that? How do you elevate the experience? Or how do you help people make sure they get a, a good experience? Because most of the time, a failure to resell your tickets, most of the time, the challenge of reselling your tickets, all of these factors that Tick Assist helps solve are helpful in elevating that experience. and. Not having something like you offer, or just like the competence and the expertise to understand how to do it, will make people not renew. And then the data shows that like it is not easy to win back people.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely happy to jump into that. So maybe let's start with the season ticket holder and just how important they are to the overall ticketing ecosystem, and then I, I can speak about how tick Assist helps uh, make sure season ticket holders uh, renew. Uh, See, so yeah, I mean, season ticket holders, number one, I think it's a win-win relationship, both for the season ticket holder and the team. Um, if you look at for the team perspective, season ticket holders are number one, they're putting it, they're, uh they have a lot of upfront costs that they're paying. So certain season ticket holders have to buy seat licenses. So for the new Warriors stadium, both Jamie and myself, Um, have a seat license, and then season ticket holders have to pay up front for the season without any guarantee of how the team's going to perform, right? Um, So it really takes a lot of risk off the table uh, from the team. But from the fan perspective, we're getting tickets at the lowest possible price. Um, We're not paying buying fees on top of that. And there's a lot of awesome perks that that I specify in that op-ed. So I think, you know, season holders are super important in terms of like how we help drive improve the season ticket holder experience. Uh, so a big part of the experience is, as you mentioned, Dave, you need to resell your tickets from time to time, depending on the different obligations. A lot of our clients actually own season tickets for multiple teams. So it's literally impossible for them to make it out to all the games um, mm-hmm. because, you know, there's oftentimes games happening the same day or back to back days. Um, So if you need to sell 10 or 20 times uh, a season, that is a lot of effort and tick Assist takes all of that off the table for you. As I mentioned, all you have to do is click list in your dashboard on the games you want to sell and you're done. So we've solved one of the major pain points for season ticket holders that uh, hopefully helps them renew their season tickets
0: Damien, I look like Jamie wanted to jump in on this. <laughs>
2: I, I yeah, so, um, I mean, I really think when when I first started, we did some market research around the sentiment of owning season tickets. And one of the things that we found was there was just an unbranded negative sentiment around the season ticket holder experience. And that's to say that, you know, season ticket holders weren't upset necessarily with a team or a marketplace, but you know, they really didn't necessarily enjoy the experience. And one of the reasons is you start to get busy. You start to, you know, have se- have multiple years of owning season tickets. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like that that joy and kind of thrill of, of becoming a season ticket holder starts to uh, dissipate over time. And we've seen a recent uh, study with the NFL franchise where they kind of saw the same thing, just a drop in overall customer satisfaction. Um, you know, and so what happens is one of two things. Like, it really becomes what the performance on the field or court looks like for the team. Um, and teams can really become a victim of their own success. If if you are a team that's um, you know performing really well and going to multiple postseasons and stuff, that kind of kind of drains the energy from the person. You're going to so many events and and kind of managing it for a longer time. Um, and if you're a team that's underperforming, then you know people are just kind of you know, feel like they're, uh, you know, going to games that maybe don't matter. So um, we really feel like uh, this level of service, um, we've always felt like there was a kind of gap in the service layer for season ticket holders. And it's really just enabling people to be the biggest sports fans they can be uh, without having to worry about the the stress of games that they can't make. And, and um, you know, we really think that one of the worst experiences you can have is you have a season ticket holder that can't sell a ticket. And then a, a seat is empty for, uh, for an event. So now, you know, number one, the season ticket holder is kind of upset because they they'd had zero value for that game they paid for. And then in the stadium, there's an empty seat. And so other people are kind of like, you know, why are there empty seats inside the stadium? You know, we want to be here. We, you know, we, I think we all as sports fans want people in seats rooting for their teams. And that's really one of the things we're trying to enable.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's, and this idea of the winner's fatigue is absolutely certain. I'm yeah. sure you guys know in Golden State because I went to the University of Alabama and it is hard to get people to buy tickets after you've won <laughs> six or seven national championships in a decade. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which of course is a blow a, a yeah. cr- incredibly blowhard thing for me to say but I, you know it's true um but so you so you did a significant amount of uh market research at the start and so this is like something that's really interesting because to me um because I do a lot of that with with teams and with businesses and um it's interesting because when you're looking at the research it's very easy to um, Bring your preconceived notions to the research you're doing. And one of the ch- real challenges of being successful doing research is to make sure you don't do that. It's like to fight that bias that you have already. So I'm curious, like when you were starting this, because you came from outside of sports, right? And you came to this kind of with the season ticket holder point of view and like some of the understanding some of the challenges from a customer standpoint. When you were doing this research at the start, what was. Um, you know, what was surprising to you?
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that surprised me the most is, like I said, it was um, unbranded negative sentiment, right? So it wasn't uh, season ticket holders talking about a team specifically or a marketplace specifically driving their negative experience. It was just kind of like the time or, um, uh, you know, the the a lot of the comments were around, just the fatigue of of managing their season um you know and and uh, I do think that over a period of time we we, we kind of estimate that most season ticket holders without a seat license uh keep their seats for about five years, and I think that's really about the time it takes for you to um you know kind of run through the cycle of managing your own season um so that's where we really felt like we had a product market fit uh you know for what we had been planning, and what we've really rolled out to the to the season ticket holder community um, is really just a way for them to kind of keep that high level of fandom, with that, and kind of get rid of the negative aspects of what they were managing.
0: And have you seen that customer sentiment change over time? Or you know, I mean, and I guess maybe it probably is two parts of it, right? Like, so for the people you work with, I'm 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 guessing that yeah. has lessened a little bit because they have help. But have you yeah, is it stayed the same or is it increased or it, you know, well, is that something well, that you can look at regularly?
2: Yeah. So well, we haven't repeated the study, but one thing we do is a net promoter score with our customers. And okay. the first year we did a net promoter score, um, I think we had like 30 responses. Um and mm-hmm. our net promoter score was a 67, which is, you know, a really high mark if you're familiar with the net promoter yeah. score. Um, and we rolled that out again after the end of our first NFL season, you know, cause as we expanded after the pandemic, we had one full season of the NFL, um, and our net promoter score was a 63. So, you know, we really felt, feel like we're, um, hitting the mark as far as, uh, you know, creating satisfaction for people that are season ticket holders. And, you know, that's one of the things we want everybody to notice is, you know, there's yeah. just a better way to manage it. And that's what we're really trying to bring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I'll say over time, it's probably going to get harder for season tick holders to resell tickets on their own, given the amount of new marketplaces that are uh, emerging as popular mm-hmm. options. So for us, no marketplace sell uh, sells more than 20 percent of our tickets. So it's really split across, um, you know, there's four, four to five heavy marketplaces that yep. we move uh, the tickets through. So um, I expect that to continue. So. If you're listing on one marketplace, you're going to be reaching a smaller and smaller percentage of buyers.
0: Yeah. And, and so with with the um, part of this, too, is, uh, I'm curious is, you know, how do you manage the pricing for people? Right. Because you make that guarantee of the sale. And then I yeah. know that, like, depending on your marketplace partnerships, right, you know, they can manipulate the, um, you know, the price that you receive or the price that they charge on their websites. You know, so how, what kind of factors are those? And maybe explain it to me through the eyes of, like, you would explain it to a customer so that yeah. they get a better understanding. Because like we, all three of us understand the logistics of working with those different platform relationships. But, like, somebody, a customer or even a team-side employee might not necessarily
1: understand that. Yeah, yeah, happy to do that. Um, so in terms of how our pricing works, we are looking at multiple marketplaces, uh, essentially real-time data and repricing your tickets up to every 10 minutes, um, looking at seats that are comparable to yours. Um, so, you know, for NFL, for example, you're going to, if your seats are on the home side, you're only going to be comparing to seats on the home side and sections that are as close um, or closer to uh, the 50-yard line. Um so, by us looking at those real time marketplace data, we're factoring in a lot of different things because the markets are factoring in the quality of the opponent, um, how much supply and demand there is. Uh, that's a big factor. Um, any key injuries, as we talked about before. Uh, so, we're doing all of that automatically for you. Uh, so, all, when you show up on your Ticket Assist dashboard, you see right off the bat how much we're going to list it. And then once you list the ticket, our selling experts are monitoring it even, close, even closer um, on top of the algorithm uh, changing the prices automatically.
0: And so, with the dashboard, right, how much customization and flexibility does a customer have inside the dashboard?
1: So, we try to keep the experience as simple as possible for the customer. Um, so... All you do, as I mentioned, you register with your section owned seats and on your right when you land in your dashboard, you see basically your schedule of every single game with how much we would start off the price with. Mm -hmm. Um, And you select if you and you select which seats you want to sell. If you have four seats, you don't need to sell all four. You can sell just two. You can sell one, three, depending on whatever your situation is. Um, And you can choose the games you want to sell. Um, we're not selling your whole entire season ticket package. Uh, and then if you do list tickets, you have the option to delist the tickets at any point you want just by clicking mm-hmm. one button.
0: Yeah. So you you try to uh, get everybody not to necessarily mess with, like, the, the pricing or, like, any of that stuff, but everything else you, like, largely customize. And that completely makes sense to me. Um, you know, it's just, like, one of those things that people ask all the time, like, well, uh, you know. And I think it probably comes from this thing going, well, this game, it's that emotion thing that Jamie was talking about. It's like, yeah. well, this game, it can't be worth only $40. bucks. it has got to be worth $300. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this yeah. is like my favorite player was like, uh, let me go back and think about something crazy. It'd be like, well, the Braves are coming down and Tom Glavin's going to pitch. Nobody cares about Tom <laughs> Glavin but you. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, Tom Glavin was great because he also played yeah. for the Mets. So. Um, it's, it's <laughs> But well, is that where a lot of that, you know, is that sort of a challenge that you're pushing back against? Right. Or, um, you know, Or is yeah. that like something that's easy to solve for?
2: Well, every I think every customer, like we said, overvalues their seats. I mean, you know, we've talked we've talked to so many customers and I've done a lot of sales calls where, you know, someone will say like, oh, man, these are the best seats. They're right at the 50 yard line. And then we look at, you know, we look at their registration and it's in the third deck, you know, <laughs> like. Um, you know, everybody really um when you when you have seats and and uh, again, um, there is a lot of emotion around teams. You know, once you start to sit in seats, I mean, I've been in the same section at both Oracle and the Chase Center since I started. Um, you know, and I kind of love the vantage point that I have. I've only moved like a couple of rows and a couple of seats around and essentially the same section. Um, you know, so uh, people kind of just like really start to enjoy. Where they're sitting, and and you know, we definitely fight against um, a lot. That's that's why we really prioritize customer education to kind of let them know these are Mm -hmm. the factors that really drive um, the value of your seats. And it's a marketplace; it is based on supply and demand. So, you know, as much as you may value a specific player or team, um, you know, it also depends on the day of the week that that event's being played, what the record of the home team is, what the record of the Uh, away team is and and kind of like what point of the season you're in you know we're coming on the back half of the NBA and NHL season and as teams fall out of contention the value of those seats at the end of the season really drops pretty quickly and even for teams that are you know kind of making it into the playoffs you know uh, home teams start to start to uh, Mm -hmm. sit their starters a little bit and kind of prep for the playoffs and even uh, customers, the, the purchasers on the resale marketplaces start to say, hey, you know, do I want to buy a ticket at the end of the season or do I want to try to get a, you know, a playoff round? Um, you know, so we're, we really try to educate our customers on, on, you know, the, the differences between selling at the start of the season when nobody knows what the team performance is, um, you know, versus like in season. And there is a big difference.
0: Yeah. And let me ask you um, about this then, Yeah, so like, You're largely working with the season ticket holders. Uh, How do they find you?
1: Yeah, so we have a few different channels for them to find us. Uh, Blogs I mentioned is a great way. We have a we have a blog pretty much for every league on how to resell tickets on your own, both for the regular season as well as the playoffs. Um, You can find us on social. uh, We're at Tick Assist on Instagram, Facebook, uh, also on LinkedIn. Uh, and then we do paid search as well. So if you search certain keywords, you will get directed to our site. Um, so that's another another way. And then word of mouth referrals. That's kind of how TicketSitter grew originally. Uh, yeah. Given it is such a unique solution, and our customers have had such a great experience. You know, thankfully, season ticket holders are pretty vocal about being a season ticket holder. So they probably know five or 10 in their network uh, and you do kind of build a community in the seats around you. Um, so we've kind of, yeah, we call those seat neighbors. Uh, we've had, we've had the luck of having those seat neighbors uh, talk about their great experience with Tick Assist and, you know, bring them on board as well.
2: Okay. Yeah. And we, we have a little bit of video content out on YouTube as well um, mm-hmm. where we kind of repeat some of that blog content for people to, to consume there as well. So yeah, um, you know again just trying to get customer education out there in in as many different uh formats as we can
0: now we started out the conversation talking about um where the idea came from and so I want to circle back as we kind of wrap up. Uh, so what's it like for both of you guys to na- now kind of have a career in sports? I know that Jamie came from biotech and Chris, I don't know exactly what you came from, but I was going to say, I think Jamie's the smart one here, but maybe Chris is even smarter. I'm not sure. So I don't want to insult Chris, but, but I know, <laughs> but what, you know, How what, what do you guys think now that you're like, you know, you, you kind of have a, a job in sports?
1: Yeah, this is definitely for me, uh, you know, kind of a dream to work in this space. My background is in economics. Uh, Jame and I did an MBA together at Santa Clara University. That's how we originally met. Uh, And then professionally, it's been in analytics. Um, So, and I've worked in marketplaces pretty much my whole life. Uh, So I was at eBay Inc. for over eight years, uh, part of which I was at StubHub. So that was kind of my initial foray into the ticketing world. Um, And then after that, I, jumped into buying tickets, like I just love learning. Uh, yeah. And I was fascinated from my initial foray at StubHub where I just started buying concert tickets, all kinds of tickets uh, nationwide. Uh, so that was my first taste of sports. So to marry my passion for sports and economics and marketplaces, uh, assist is you know something that it's just a great place to be, um, and I love just the process of creating something and then getting the validation from the users, from our season ticket holders, that this is something that they really uh, value. Jamie, it sounds like Chris is cheating. He like already yeah. was here before <laughs> before you got there. But
0: that, we'll, we'll yeah, let that go. What about you?
2: So I'll say if if you uh, if you're positioning as I'm the smart one, as in getting out about your <laughs> technology and into sports, then I'd say that's true. Um, you know, uh, I, I spent the better part of uh, two decades in biotechnology, um, you know, but I like I said, I've I've been living the fan experience for over a decade now. Um, and I think both of us were really passionate about sports and just thought that there was a better way uh, for people that were season ticket holders to manage their seats. And so, you know, this has been really like a passion project, I'd say, for both of us. Um, and, you know, let's. There's just a couple of things that really stand out. You know, for us, um, it's interesting. You think, as a sports fan, that there's just so many people out there that are like you, but it's actually really high, hard to find people with the right skill sets that are also sports fans, which are which we really value inside the organization. Um, you know, we've worked with a lot of external vendors that just don't understand sports, and it's almost like trying to translate a different language at times. Um, and, you know, for, for me, I just get an opportunity to, you know, we're talking about uh, teams and venues and looking at team performance, um, you know, as we're managing marketing budgets and stuff like, you know, we're, we just had a conversation around what NBA and NHL teams are looking like they're most likely to make it into the playoffs and that's really important for us because we're kind of adjusting some of our uh you know budgeting to to focus on teams that are gonna you know kind of make deeper playoff runs so you know it's it's just a great way to to man to to combine your your passion for business and and fun
0: yeah all right so then my final question is and i think actually um, you've already answered it, which is somewhat disappointing to me. Uh, but you'll know what You'll you'll see why in a second when I when I ask it here. Which was like I was gonna ask if Jamie and Chris, you still sit next to each other? But now that I know you went to NBA together, you probably still do. <laughs> 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 or did you start like going God, I can't stand this guy anymore? But now I know that you guys are like long, in for the long haul. So I think. It's
1: <laughs> yeah. So I did move to LA five years ago. So unfortunately. Jamie and I stopped sharing season tickets, or I'm yeah, uh, we stopped sharing season tickets at that point. And once uh, the Warriors moved from Oracle Arena to Chase Center, um, but we're actually we're back to back now. Our seats are one <laughs> you know, uh, back are in one in front of the other. So whenever I'm up there, uh, definitely m- make an effort to to sit there. Yeah.
0: All right. So then, how does how does
1: everybody find you?
0: Let's pl- let's plug a little bit now. Now that now where can we where can we find you?
1: Yeah, so uh, tickassist.com, you can go there and kind of quickly get a feel for what the service is and very easily register Um, and we'll have your dashboard ready basically in in one to two days with pricing for every single game and you can start listing from there. Um, Other than that, the social channels I mentioned at Tick Assist, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn um and then jamie mentioned the youtube channel under tick assist as well uh jamie am i leaving out anything else uh, to find us uh
2: nope but i think that's you know and and you can search for uh different ways to sell season tickets and we kind of will show up in in most uh searches so um there's lots of blog content out there for people that are just interested in learning more about you know how to how to sell their their own season tickets i think a big component of what we do is we just want to educate people on on how to be thinking about it. And we realize there's lots of people that, you know, can manage it on their own. We're just trying to give them advice. But for the people that just don't have the time, um, you know, we have a service available for them, too.
1: Yeah. And we love talking to our customers. We don't hide our phone number. It's, you know, front and center on the website. So 833-735-5847. Um, or if you want to email us, sales at tickassist.com. We'll get back very quickly to you. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for doing this. All right, Dave. Great being on the show.
0: What did you think of my conversation with Chris and Jamie from Tick Assist? Let me know. You can send me an email. It is my name, Dave at DaveWakeman.com. Make sure you sign up for tomorrow's free webinar. Uh, Fill your seats now. Uh, Seven ways to get fans back in the stands, get butts in seats, whatever you want to call it. Uh, The link is in the show notes. Check out my website, davewakeman.com. Send me an email, dave at Wakeman.com. Check out the Talking Tickets newsletter. That's talkingtickets.substack.com. Hook up with the Business of Value at businessofvalue.substack.com. All of these th- ways. Uh, the webinar is just the start of a whole lot of new, um, I guess, productized services, we would call them. Uh, new ways to work with me, to um, connect with me. To um, use my ideas uh, All kinds of new stuff going on Okay uh, So you know, check these things out uh, some, some of the stuff I'm going to try Is probably going to be pretty cool Be honest Some of it's going to fail miserably And that's okay um, The big thing I've learned Is experimentation is the key to innovation And success uh, So check these things out um, As always I want to thank you so much For being here And I will talk to you soon So take it easy